Jamming Lewis, baby. Demita Joe. Demita Joe. It makes you smile, man. It makes me smile. Welcome to another episode of We Sound Crazy Podcast. Phil Yanair here. Claude Kelly here. Chuck Harmony is here. And Bacon from Bacon is here. You dig? We back. We oh, back. we're back. We back. We I back. was late as hell, y'all, so I'm telling the, the world I was a little tardy. Conference calls and all, but I, I'm here. I made it. Definitely, <laughs> definitely pulled the Diana Ross on. Uh, <laughs> wow. De- that was- definitely pulled... Definitely pull the diamond. Nobody would think that Phil is the diva of the group. Phil is is the diva of the group. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, I mean, I was actually handling business. I wasn't entangled. (laughs) We sound crazy. I might be better on my own I hate you blowing up my phone I wish I never met your ass Sometimes it be like that But I'm not myself The night you're gone There ain't no way I'm moving on I'm not afraid to need you bad Sometimes we both like wanna love, we both wanna slide, we both wanna argue until we're both right. You wanna hug a kiss, you deny. Maybe we're both just out of our mind. That's new music from Kane Brown featuring Sway Lee and Khalid. That's on my playlist these days, yeah, man. That, be that, like that. That rides. Yeah. Be like that. Be like, be that. like that. Shout out be Kane. Like KB. Kane, Kane Brown. Brown. That's dope. Tomorrow, yeah. what you what you getting into? So the great Snow Allegra released a single yesterday. And <laughs> the great. The great. The great. And um, I've been riding with her since, I think, not this last project, but the project before last. I think the name of it is called Fields. Um, and then hence the, the last project's name, uh, These Fields Again. But um, apparently she has a new record coming out, but she released the first single yesterday. It's called Dying For Your Love. And I think it's really dope. So tell me, baby, do you want me like I want you? Even if you do, you wouldn't say I know you. So I even about if I should call you Cause I thought you were the one Cause I was dying for this love This love Yeah, that sounds good Yeah, yeah it does sound good. good Shout out Snow Oh, snow. snow, not to be confused with Snow the Informer. <laughs> I love that song. Informer, you know, and they give him Where the hell is Snow? <laughs> free Snow. <We're>, free <laughs> Snow. Free Snow. Informer, you know, and they It came out in 1992. Wow. And it was number one on the Billboard Hot 100. I believe it. That was a big record. And he's 50 years old now. Wow. Is he? Dang. 50 Where's, year old Snow. He's from Toronto, Ontario. Is, is, is he still performing as Snow? Let's hope not. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. all of that. We don't, we don't want 50 year old Snow talking about him former. <laughs> Some people we don't need a reunion. Yeah, yeah. A special before. Maybe a, a, like a good VMA moment I would take from oh, Snow. God. You know, we don't, but because I want to keep the original, like, vision of what I know Snow looks like. Like, right. he's probably. And he don't look the same. Oh, okay. See, my point exactly. He probably looked like Jeff Sessions and shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Now, actually, I, I haven't been listening to anything new. I've actually been going down memory lane. Oh, okay. I, I watched um, the David Foster documentary. Yes. Ooh, that was good. This week. So good. I haven't seen it. Where it's is it? On what? Netflix. It's on Netflix. Really? It's called For the Record. Yeah, it's really good. It's insane. I mean, he's 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 a genius. He's a genius. But just watching all the things that he's had his hand in from the big Barbara Streisand, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Chicago, uh, Whitney Houston, uh, and Celine Dion, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Michael Bublé, uh, Andre, Josh Groban, Josh Groban, all that people stuff. we've never heard of. <laughs> but the one, it, this is so not a surprise, a, a secret song or an unknown song. But the one that messed me up, and it wasn't even a big moment in the in the, in this documentary was Tony Braxton on Break My Heart. Mm-hmm. And I had to go back and play it like five times in a row because when you understand his genius and how he uh, orchestrates songs, and obviously Diane Warren, she's also a genius songwriter. But yo, 
Talk about a one of a kind. You knew it was a smash the first time you heard it. Song. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It sounds perfect. Unbreak my heart. Say you love me again. Undo this hurt you caused when you walked out the door and walked out of my life. Uncry these tears. I cried so many nights. That felt good. What a yeah. song. It's, it's, it's like a blanket. Yeah. Yeah. It's warm. Very warm. Yeah. Shout out to Diane Warren. I love her. Man. She, yeah. Legend. Well, I want to give a shout out to um, one of my fellow producers that just dropped a single. Was it this, this week? week? Yeah, last week, I think. Uh, Salam Remy. Salam Remy. Genius as shout well. Shout out Salam. We got to get Salam on here, by the way. Yeah. We need to. But yeah. uh, he dropped a single featuring CeeLo Green, Selena Johnson. Johnson friend of the show. Anthony Hamilton, oh, wow. Skip Marley. Uh, it's called "Is It Because I'm Black?" Yo, CeeLo comes in so yeah, so mean on this song. And this C- is, so this is a, a flip, uh, just a reimagined version of the Seal Johnson yeah, yeah, original, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. who's Selena's father. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Selena. Yeah. And she talked about that when she was here. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. This, I love this song. I heard a preview. I'm actually it's on my socials. I had to support this. I love this song. Yeah, I'm yeah, with dope. you, Chuck. So that's so great to me. Yeah, man. That's, that's music. So, it, it it feels now. It yeah. feels so now, man. Salam yeah. is just that felt good. Yeah. Man, that felt that real feels, yeah, good. Man. Goody, good, good, good. Yo, I got one more that's been on my playlist, and I'm sure it's on y'all's uh playlist as well. Jimmy Allen. Yes. Dropped yeah. a new project. Yeah. Friend to the show, our yes, brother. Yes, yes. He's got a joint with St. Louis own Nelly. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times roll. Shout out to Jimmy Allen, man. It's sounding good, man. Black country music is doing a thing, y'all. Support yeah, it. Man. Jimmy yeah, Allen, man. Congratulations on another. Jimmy, Jimmy. On a huge release. I saw I saw he posted a picture of Spotify giving him that big that big Times Square look. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm proud Crazy. of Jimmy. We need to get him back down here, man. It's time for Jimmy to come back. Jimmy yeah. needs to come back, man. Jimmy knows his music. Come on back, Jimmy. Jimmy knows music. Part two. Crazy. Mario, take you back on that one. Just a friend, y'all remember that one? I love yeah, that man. song. Absolutely. So yeah. that song was Mario's "Just a Friend." Came out two thousand two. Uh, produced and written, co-written by our brother Warren Campbell. Warren Campbell. Warren. Baby Dub. Reverend. Baby Dub. The Reverend. The Reverend. <laughs> the Reverend Doctor. The Reverend yeah. Doctor. <laughs> I forgot Warren did that record. Yeah, man. That record. Record. Yo, we should try to call Warren. I yeah, mean, man. Why not? Why not? Let's see if he answers. Come on, <laughs> Phil. Dig into that into that magic phone of yours with all the numbers. Let's mm-hmm. see here. We can the magic roller deck. The, the magic, magic roller deck. The magic roller decks. Hello, Warren Campbell. You lava. <laughs> We're going to school y'all on lava in a second Warren Campbell, you sitting here on the We Sound Crazy podcast 
Claude Kelly, Chuck Harmony, Timon Bacon, and you you know whose voice is. You answer the phone, so you know who I am. But Warren, <laughs> what up, Warren? Warren, what up, fam? Bam, what's going on, y'all? What up, chilling, chilling, boy. Good to hear your voice, bro. Yeah, man. Oh man, good good to be heard. It's better to be heard than not. Huh? Yes, sir. True, man. True, true, true. Yo, yo, Warren, we were listening to one of your classics in your archive, your your catalog, Just a Friend. Yeah, man. Mario. Word. Uh, originally recorded by Usher. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I played it. I was doing a live the, about last week, and I played the Usher version. I had never done that before. Yeah. Wow. Warren, take us back, though. How did, how did Usher have the record recorded? Because that was like that Pop Your Collar era. That was eventually evolved into 8701, but how did Usher get the song? And then Mario ended up getting it, making it a big hit, but just a friend. Because you also, so let me, before I go into the story, Warren and I always talk about Lava, LA. He's from LA. Uh, I'm from VA. Gotcha. Uh, and yeah. uh, one of uh, Warren's frequent collaborators, Harold Lilly, uh, yeah, my gotcha. VA cousin. Yeah, man. You know, so that's the whole Lava. I love Harold Lilly. Harold Lilly is yeah, yeah, an yeah. insane yeah, songwriter. Man. We did yeah, a lot that, of work together. Lava was actually going to be the name of me and Harold's label. Wow, yeah, we we never we never that we never started. We was like we are gonna be the next L.A. and Babyface Jam. Lewis are gonna call it Lava. You know L.A. <laughs> That's dope. That's that crazy. never happened. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that never happened. How, how's her? How's Harold doing? He's good, man. He he just he just um dropped something called the Funeral of a Nation. Mm. Mm. I'm gonna check that out. We're gonna check that out you next. Gotta, you, yeah. you have to check this out. It's it's um it's a musical essay. Mm. Oh. Yeah, it's really dope. It's really dope. He's he's doing this thing. I feel my man. We still we still down to that down to this day. Yeah, man. But that that, that song, man, that song came, that was one of the first songs me and Harold wrote together when he got off the boat from VA. <laughs> 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 like like we he had a car service pull up to my parents' house where my studio was, still is, and uh, in the basement. And that's the first song we wrote. I just I just did the beat, and I had the hook. I had the oh baby, you you know I was doing the, the biz. He was like, yo, man, just give me five minutes. And he sat down with a pencil, and wrote the verses, and we we did it. And then I sent it to Big John. Big John heard it, and he sent it to L.A. L.A. sent it to Usher, and and K.P. Kwan Prather. Shout out to K.P. Uh, and we we went in and cut. It. I, I flew to to uh, Atlanta, and we cut the joint. Set up all night, cut it. Matter of fact, Usher was on Cribs, the MTV Cribs show back then, and and I noticed years later, I'm looking at the Cribs joint, and there's a he has a box of two inch tape with my name on it in the studio. They're, they're showing. I'm like, wait a minute, that's from that session we did back in the day. So as it goes. Um, some of the songs from that album got leaked. Yeah. So Usher decided I'm gonna just redo the whole thing. And even though he had already kind of paid me a little money, a little upfront money on it, they hadn't paid him by backing yet. I hadn't signed the contract and none of that stuff. So he decided he was gonna drop that record. So when he did that, I went and played it for Clive. Mm. And who immediately was like, yo, that would be great for Mario. Boom. We did it. And and one day, we, we were getting ready to put the record out. I show up to the hotel where Clyde was staying. He was staying at the Beverly Hills Hotel. And I call up to the room. He says, come on up. Um, but when you come when you come up, just just know that you'll have, you'll, there'll be a friend here to meet you. I said, okay. I, that sounded weird, but <laughs> I, <just kept> <laughs> <laughs> I, I went on up anyway. And, uh, and so I got up there, and Usher was in there. Oh. And Usher was just telling Clive, like, no, I'm still using that record. Dang. I'm putting it on my, I'm I'm putting it on my, and I, at that point, I was like, man, the little man had already cut it. And at, at that point, I've become, I've become very fond of Mario. That's my, like, my little brother. And so, and we, and I had, at that, at, we cut the record, but I had two more singles coming out on him as well. So I was like, you know what, let's just keep it. I'm not going, I'm not going to pull it from him. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what, that's what, that's what happened there. That's wow. crazy, and it launched Mario into into the world. Yeah. Crazy. I wanna know your name, and I wanna know that you got a man. 
on the end of the song too. Crazy. I just feel like there's been some major moments in gospel music. And all, every year there are major moments, but what you did in introducing Mary Mary to the sound of gospel and to the, the look of gospel exactly, and to the energy of gospel was really groundbreaking. It really was. And I, mean, I have a bunch of favorites. I mean, heaven is one of my, I sing heaven all the time. All that, <laughs> like almost wow. like a couple times a week that song comes, comes into my brain. Yeah. But there's some other ones that are like even not like, like Seattle, mm-hmm. oh Seattle is good lord. Oh, yeah. uh, like you did your you did your thing, man. And 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 I don't think the gospel industry would be the same without what without your influence or what you did with Mary Mary. For, and among among many other things, but that is crazy. Thank you, man. I, I listen. That's huge <laughs> coming from you, brother. I think we all need to hear and be reminded that mm-hmm. what we do is a ministry, and what your ministry is powerful. Yeah, super powerful. Oh, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that, man. Listen, y'all, y'all, y'all the ones over there, man. I mean, you know, I believe, and I really believe this, we all complete each other. I wouldn't be here without, you know, the guys that came before me. And, mm. you know, we just keep the thing going, especially yeah, when it comes to what we do in terms of, of black brothers. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, what we do, man, it's, it's a dream come true to do this, man, and and be able to make a living at it and be successful and, and, and leave a legacy, man. That, mm. That right there, it's beyond my wildest dream. So the fact that I get to get up every day and turn my equipment on and just, you know, and create, man, is that's the hugest blessing. That's the zenith of the whole thing. All the record sales and the stuff that comes afterwards, that's that stuff is gravy. But the the, the pinnacle of it is that I get to get up in the morning and do it. I'm, yeah. I, amen to that, man. We sound crazy. How deep is your love for me? Yo, Warren, I think I was today years old. I didn't realize you did Drew Hill's How Deep Is Your Love. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what? That was my first that was my first number one. Wow. I'm just That's I, crazy. I, man. I had no idea. Until today, and I know I thought I knew your discography front and back. Did not know. <laughs> Drew Hill. Wow. I just learned something yeah, today man. as well. Yeah, man. Crazy. Gotta acknowledge Luther, you're one of my favorites, so that that's that's Harold Lily again. Mm. Um I, you know that man, there's, there's a really hilarious story behind that song. So we did the whole song, we cut it, and 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 I, I go again, I go to Clive's hotel, I play it for him. And mind you, I'm gonna say something, you guys are gonna look at me. You can't see me right now, but if you can see me, you would look at me crazy. <laughs> uh so I played the song and Clive goes, now, now mind you, I didn't grow up liking R&B music like that. Mm. Like when I was a kid, I loved hip hop and gospel. It was NWA and the Winans. It was, <laughs> was DOC and commission. Like I, <laughs> the, the reason, the reason being, I didn't think those R&B singers could sing as well as the gospel guys. You know right. What I mean? Right. I can see that. So I wasn't into like, even though I love people Bryson today, and O'Brien and Luther and all those, you know, Freddie Jackson and all, you know, Keith Washington, <laughs> all them guys. Today I, I appreciate it, but when I was a kid, it was like all about Fred Hammond, Marvin Winans, Daryl Coley, you know. And so, and then on on the music side, it was just all NW. I listen to NWA every day. So I, that was the, that, that's I'm, I'm just setting the, uh, the the tone for what I'm about to tell you. So I go to Clyde, play him this this demo of Take You Out, and he looks at me and goes, Oh. This would be great for Luther. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wah, wah, and I said, <laughs> I said, who's Luther? <laughs> Man, <laughs> this dude looked at me like I have four heads. Like, what? What are you making? Who's Luther? Luther, Vand- I said, oh, I said, wow, he's, where is it? I didn't know he was still around. You know, I had no idea because I didn't grow up listening. Right, right. With the banjos, I, that wasn't my thing, you know. So like, 
he said, yeah, he signed here. Yeah, we're doing an album. Like, okay, well, shoot. I mean, if you like it with Luther, we'll do it on Luther. So we, we did the record, sent it to Luther. We, we sent it to him. He called us. Me and Harold's at the bowling alley. And Larry Jackson calls me and says, hey, man, uh, Luther wants to talk to you. Uh, he's going to call you on your phone right now. I said, okay, cool. Calls me, tells me he loves the song. I'm like, yeah, hey, Mr. Bandros, thank you, blah, blah, blah. He says, but I, I got a few changes I want to make. He starts going down the line of stuff he wants to make. And he said, change this part and in in this part right here. Yeah, and that part ended up being the entire first verse. Like, just change the <laughs> <laughs> So the whole verse, he said, right. So, and then he would put me on hold. He'd be like, hold on. And then his music would come on. He had his own hold music at his house, which was like, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. So I said, you know, let me let you talk to Harold. Harold wrote the lyrics, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I want you to talk to him and tell him what you just told me. So I put Harold on the phone, and then I, I'm watching Harold almost in tears as he's, like, talking to Luther Vandross. Then he his face lit up like a Christmas tree. He said, ah, he's playing, don't you remember? You don't remember. <laughs> he said, he has his own whole music. I said, and after that, I started appreciating him because then that, that you know, that yearly party that Clive does every year, that Grammy party came around, and I took my mother with me, and Luther sang, and I, and I was like, whoa, this dude is amazing. I had never paid attention before. We sound crazy. So what you excited about these days, man? In, in, in music? Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, I could be... If, if, if this was before the quarantine, I would say I'm not excited about much. Mm. But something is happening. Uh, probably started happening before before the pandemic hit. But since we've been on lockdown, I'm starting to notice that younger artists and musicians and producers and writers are starting now. Um, one because of you know music is always going to reflect the times that you live in. Mm-hmm. So I think they are trying to make more musical music and serious music and important music that said actually says something because you know music goes in cycles. You need you need the frivolous music and the fun music, but then you need music that reflects the times. But it always goes in circles. So like you know songs like Lollipop, Lollipop, and Good Godly Miss Molly and the, the Twist, all the songs in the fifties, everything was very kind of like you know bubblegum and fun stuff and then you know in the 60s with the black panthers and the civil rights movement and then everything got serious yeah mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and all the way through the 70s it got serious until disco hit and we started partying again in the 80s hit and we everybody's partying and partying and then you know somewhere at the back end of the 80s and 90s hit and then rodney king happened and then we got serious again right hip-hop we've been in bubblegum for a while and hip-hop and all that and yeah. so now we're at a point where we're getting serious again but now I'm watching the young people adapt and I'm excited about that. Mm. I'm watching them adapt and, and, and try to pick up instruments. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like my son is 10, man. He's like seriously trying to play his bass guitar and drums. And I'm watching the other little kids online, like little young kids, like really killing. Like they're really going after this music thing, uh, you know, because of the love of the instrument. Yeah. Right. So when I started it, it was because of the love of the, instrument i want i was a drummer i want to play i want to be the best drummer i could be and then i then i started playing bass i want to be the best bass player then keyboards like whatever i was doing it was because of that instrument it, it wasn't until way later until i realized i wanted to be a songwriter and a producer but it was really just trying to play you know and i think we're getting back to the essence of that i'm super excited about that Crazy. as a person who i said before has done a lot in kind of a, a lot of genres what would you say is missing right now from gospel music? You know, from gospel music, I, I, I want, I would love personally for the choirs to be more prevalent, like they used choirs, to be. Bro. Yeah, man, yeah, the choirs. choirs choir, choir music started 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 dying out, and I and I would, I would, you know, certain certain people would try to kind of, you know, revitalize it. But I think it's, I think it's great and sad at the same time. I think it's awesome and sad at the same time that it took, you know, some a, a, a non, you know, traditionally non, 
a gospel person to bring choir music back, and I'm glad he did with Kanye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now everybody's starting to be into choirs all of a sudden. But for me, you know, when things like that happen, it's like, man, it's not even, it's not really pure. It's like, you like it because it's a trend. Like, mm-hmm. but so, but, but like what happens with trends is they, they, after a while, they're not the trend anymore. Mm-hmm. You yo, know what I mean? So, yo, Warren, I've been I, saying, I've been saying this for years. People who didn't grow up in choir understand like how insanely fun and inspiring and how much you learn and how much you grow. And I, I would yeah. love for all of us who are just, and same musicians to meet up somewhere, obviously not now, but when, when, when we can. Like, no ego, not for a hit. Like, just get in the room and just sing our behinds off. Like, because we know we, we know all the songs from forever. I just yeah. want, I want to have choir day, man. I want to <laughs> have music industry choir day. That would be crazy. That's funny, because you said that the, the last time I saw you, you said that same thing. I mean Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he said it all the time. All the time, like, yo, because we all, we all can sing, and we all have our, our careers, and we all have our agendas, and that's what, that's, what, that's what the business is for. But I know where it comes from for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I would love yeah, to do that. that there's, there's nothing like that, man. I mean, the, it's choirs and even the black church, man. Like, like I grew up in a church, uh, you know, most of us did, mm-hmm. where... The choir could sing, but mm. then the entire audience could sing. Could the sing, whole man. church could yeah, sing. Man, the yeah. whole church so it's could just sing. Rocking, like, I mean, uh. like it's you, the choir can stop singing, and the the audience, the congregation can sing, and they sound, it, but just as good, sometimes even better. Yeah, than the choir. You ever been to? We used to have these when I was a kid. These uh, teenagers used to have these. Uh, Midnight musical. Yeah, man. Oh yes. Oh yeah. They would start at eleven thirty at night and they go to like four in the morning. Yep. And it would just be one choir, one group, one soloist, uh, all the bands, all the musicians, whoever was the hot musician, they would all be there. Me being the musician, I, I never actually sang in a choir, mm. but I played for all the choirs right, growing yeah, up, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So all the musicians, we would really we would never actually go in the church. We would be in the parking lot trying to highlight girls <laughs> until it was our time. <laughs> To come play, yeah, man. like oh yeah, so and so. Oh, it's my, I gotta go play. I run in and play and go back to the parking lot. Yeah. That was that was kind of like our club. And at those things, it was it was weird because the whole audience was like a choir. Yeah, and it was like everybody in the whole. I mean, it'd be like three, four hundred people there, and everybody could sing. That's our culture, man. It's nothing on the planet like that. We so crazy. Come on, homie, we made you, we made you. Come on, homie, we made you, we made you. Come on. Feeling better than some head on a Sunday afternoon. Better than a chick that say yes too soon. Until you have a daughter, that's what I call karma. And you pray to God she don't grow breast too soon. Talk about Kanye. Just what is, what was that, what is that experience? What is it like collaborating with such another musical genius? Man, it's, it's actually great. It's, it's like... It's like uh, watching one of those. You ever watch one of them shows like Twilight Zone or like Black Mirror? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, love it. Love Black Mirror. Yeah, Black Mirror is amazing. Like you're watching it and like you think you know where it's going, but it's it totally ends up somewhere completely different. Mm-hmm. But it's also amazing at the same time. That's what working with Kanye is like. He he is. That's his. That's him. We started out uh, working on. I was work. I was actually. I met Kanye the day. The night before he had that accident, uh, really? Yeah, yeah, he almost died in an accident. But um, I met him because we were doing a shift change. We were both um, producing Beanie Siegel and those guys, uh, their, their group, uh, State Property. Mm-hmm. And so I was going in. I was show, I showed up around nine o'clock at night to the record plant, and they were breaking Kanye's rig down and setting mine up. And so we were just hanging out in the hallway, talking, and he like was telling me that he was on his way to go do deaf poetry jam and rap. He could rap. I was like, you rap? He's like, yeah, I'll rap. And he started rapping for like five minutes and it was killing, mm. like just freestyle. That's how we met. And then a couple years later, his album comes out, uh, College Dropout, and it's great. And so now he's working on late registration. And I have this record that I had just, this joint I just did. And, you know, my, my man DJ Reflex uh, at the time was at Power 106 here in LA uh, and we were working together we were partners and he plays it for Kanye mm. he was like yo Warren did this Kanye loves it and it turns out to be you know ends up being the song um, We Major with uh, Kanye and Nas man that song man that's a good one yeah. that's a good Jesus. one right there. I played that song so yeah, many and we times. did that we did that in my mother's garage man like the horn live horn shout out to Dante, Dante Winslow 
he did the horns and all that stuff. We did all that stuff live in the garage, and then I just added drums to it. Kanye spit on it. It was, you know, and the thing is, he loves music. So, like, where where he took it, I had no idea. I thought it was going one way. Mm-hmm. When I walked in the studio and heard what he did, I was like, man, this dude is a freaking genius, man. I wish he wasn't running for president, but I, but I, but yeah, I was, I was going to say now, funny, funny thing, man. Like, so right when Trump got in office, right. I was driving downtown in LA and there was this, somebody put on a really big building, like Kanye, Kanye 2020. So I took a picture of it and I sent it to him. I emailed it to him thinking he was going to be like, you know, LOL, ha ha ha. And he hit me back with a, yeah, man. It's on a crack, and we 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 we're getting ready. We got to get ready for this. <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yo, uh-oh. this dude is dead serious about this. Crazy. It's the only explanation to the question at hand. Like years pain gone away in a single day. There's nothing that can I'm a big Brandy fan, big Brandy fan, and I've always been fascinated by just your work with her, how you started out with her, and and then you went to produce songs like He Is and Scared of Beautiful and all those other records. Just talk about your relationship with her and how you actually got started working with Brandy, because I've actually never oh, heard man. this story before. So, so Brand, the Brandy thing is, have you ever hated on something? Because it was so good, but you hated on it, but then you ended up having to work with that person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have many, many times. Yes, that's <laughs> happened to be something like it's all right. Like, wow, oh, that's cool. And the next, you know, hey, you want to do this? I'm like, oh shoot. So <laughs> I had <laughs> I had done everything at that point. I hadn't produced yet, but I had my my um, thing at the time. I was you know a, a session musician, and I was trying to you know segue into writing songs and things of that nature. But I had done a lot of sessions in L.A., you know, especially mm-hmm. hip-hop. Like, I was, like, the go-to hip-hop guy. Because, you know, in hip-hop, the producer is the guy that makes the drum beat, but he doesn't really – most of most of those guys can't really do much else right. besides putting the sample in the drum beat, so they don't really play instruments, a lot of those guys. So mm-hmm. I made, I was making a living coming in and playing, you know, bass, guitars, keys, or whatever on the record. So Kenny Crouch, we're in a studio working on uh, Tupac. He just dropped. He was working on Tupac. <laughs> we were doing Tupac's "All Eyes on All Eyes on Me" album. Uh, I, I had played on like seventeen of those songs. Crazy. And uh, Ken, Kenny Crouch, who was another mentor of mine, he said, "Hey man, listen, I'm doing um, Brandy, the girl Brandy. I'm putting her band together. You want to come out and do the, do the hit on the road with us?" I was like, "You know what? Yes, I do. I had never I had never did a tour before. I want to do it. I, I took the gig, man, and." And we ended up just hitting it off. So on the road, I wrote this record. And this ties into how I got my publishing deal. I wrote this record, uh, me and a friend of mine named Gramico Collins, one of my best friends who grew up together, a record called I Don't Want to Fall in Love, right? We wrote it on the road. I get home off the road. I, I cut the song, and I have a meeting with Big John Platt, who has just started working at EMI Music Publishing. Shout out Big John. Big Shout, John. Out, Shout out to Big J. Big yeah, J. Absolutely. And Big John heard the song. said, I like the song. What you going to do with the song? Who you, who's it for? I said, it's for Brandy. And at the time, remember, like, Brandy, Brandy is hot as fish grease. So, like, nobody's really getting He doesn't know that I'm close to her like that. So mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I'm going to get her to sing it. He's like, what you mean you going to get her to sing it? I said, don't worry about it. I got it. And so she comes over to my house, goes in my mom and dad's garage, and she's cussed the record. And I bring it back to Big John. And next week, he looks at me like I got five heads. Like, yo, what the... <laughs> I said, like, I'm in her band. Like, I play with her. He's like, oh, word. Okay. That song didn't make the album. Mm. And I was so mad that it didn't make this album because it was for the second album. And I'm not, I'm nowhere, I'm not on the second album. I actually quit the band. Oh, wow. Right before we're getting ready to go on the, the, the Never Say Never tour, in rehearsal, I'm just, I felt so bad because I'm like, man, I got a, I got a song deal now. I, I mean, I got a, a publishing deal, rather. And... I'm a songwriter and I'm I'm going to go on this road and support this project that I have no no real estate in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Uh and so I quit. I get home. I was home maybe 30 minutes. I was sitting on my mom's steps. My parents they live on in a mountain, so you, you know, if you 
see somebody coming up the driveway. It's kind of like a long driveway, and I seen this car coming up the driveway, speeding up there. It was Brandy. She jumps out the car like, wait, Warren, what happened? Why'd you quit? Wow. And so, and, and I'm at the top of the steps. I said, Brandy, so hilarious. I'm a songwriter now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm a songwriter now. And I just don't make sense that I'm not on this album, man. And I heard the whole album. It's What happened was I heard the album, and I was like, there was definitely room for that song. Mm-hmm. But my man R.J. Roddy was like body, and he was like, "I don't want nobody on this but me." That was his, that was his get down back then. If Roddy was doing the project and you was on it, and he had like the heat, mm-hmm. he was kicking you off that album like I'm nobody but me. Dang. And so that's just what it was. So uh, she made sure that on the next go around when she was working on Full Moon, that I got the first crack. So she she did three weeks with me first. Got you. And and we got a bunch of records out of there, and, and he is as one of those records. That's dope, man. So have we heard all of those sessions, or will we ever hear, hear the rest of those songs? You know, you, you may. There's, there's a couple songs that on there that, that, that didn't make it that are still, like, super special. Ooh. Yeah, there's, there's, wow. some, there's, some, there's a couple of really special records. We did about, uh, I would say, in two, two or three weeks, we probably did, like, maybe nine or ten joints. Oh, there's songs out there. Then. So y'all did a whole record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did it a whole. And we with some stuff. Some of the stuff was just goofing around, and yeah. others was like. But then there's like three, three joints that are like serious. Like, oh my god! Like, I'm playing right now. They're really serious joints. Crazy. You know, one of my favorite songs from you, and I'm not gonna say it's my favorite, but it's top three. You ain't gonna never guess it. What's that? Shanice, when I close my eyes. Yeah. Oh, it's a good oh, one. <laughs> That is one of my favorites. I, I was actually, I worked that record. That's how uh, Shanice and I met. I promoted that record back in 90, what, late 98, 99 for LaFace. I worked the Urban Radio campaign yeah. on that, but that's one of my favorites. Yeah. That's, that's a great crazy. Song. Yesterday, I was in the garage with my dad. My dad was cleaning out the whole garage. He found a shoebox full of cassette tapes, and the demo tape was in there. We played it yesterday. No. Dang. Warren, send that to me. Yesterday. Send that to me, bro. I need just for my own library. I need that. I, listen, I'm 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 cute. I'm I'm I got a cassette uh, deck on the way because I got so much so much music, man. I, I I definitely send it to you. And shout out to Tamara Savage. She wrote that record with me. Yeah, man. And uh, she's singing the demo, man. Singing the crap out that demo. Now that song was not going to Shiny's first. That song was up for TLC first. Wow. Really? Whoa. But. And it, the way it went down, man, it was a, and I wasn't there, but Big John was there. They had a, they had a dinner meeting with uh, L.A. Uh, Chili, Big John, Babyface, in some kind of way. Babyface convinced Chili that she could not sing, that she wouldn't be able to pull that song off singing it. <laughs> 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 Some kind of way. <laughs> so I wasn't there for it, but that's the that's the story they told me. Shoot. He was like, man, and because LA was upset about it, he was like, yo, I love this record. He was like, man, he just he, he kind of messed with her confidence on on it. Like, I don't think you'd be able to pull that one off. Something like that, something to that effect. Like again, I wasn't there, so sound, that's how the song sounds like. Sounds like baby based on the limitations, and was like, listen, listen, <laughs> listen. Here's what's actual and factual, right? <laughs> what's actual? <laughs> and factual? <laughs> <laughs> this one's not for you. This one's not for you, chill. It happened the way it was supposed to. Happen. Happened the way yeah. it was supposed to happen. We sound crazy. I have, I have one last question. I think everyone wants to know the answer to this. Like. Are we getting Mary Mary again? What's yes. good? What's good? What's good? What's good? Man, you know, your guess is as good as mine, brother. I, I tell you that. I, now, here's the thing. If I wanted to press the issue and say, hey, this is going to have to happen and or what else, you know, yeah, I could do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but 
that's not the spirit of who we are. That's mm-hmm. not the spirit of our relationship. Yeah. Cause that's not an artist. That's my sister. You right. Know what I'm saying? Tina's my sister. Of course, Erica's my wife, you know? And of course th- there was a, a point where Erica really wanted to do it. But at this point, you know, she's like, man, I, I'm kind of moving in my own direction. Here's the thing too. At, at a certain point, I'm starting to feel kind of like one of those uh, sports players, you know what I'm saying? Like a Michael Jordan or a Magic Johnson. When you, when you get to, when you get five rings, you know what I'm saying, and you like, at a certain age, you're like, you know what, I can I can just cement my legacy because I ain't really caught no bricks, mm-hmm. and I can just leave it there. Mm. And that that's how I feel. I'm like, listen, y'all did a y'all had an amazing run, like, and and the brand is still y'all can still tour. They they don't really tour, they don't really do shows, but like, you know, every once in a while they'll do one here and there. They might do two a year now, mm. but like, you know, the brand is. I think they left it at the top of their game. Yeah. That, that, you know what I'm saying? And, and to come back, I think it would be great. I think their fans would love it, but, you know, I, who knows? I, I I feel like, you know, they if they stop and never come back, I think they'll be good because at least they, they, they ended, you know, on a high note. You know, they, they, didn't end, they didn't go out with, like, we tried it one last time and it didn't work. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, thinking about legacy, which is what everyone should be thinking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now we have I got joints in the can. He's like, he's like don't get it twisted. <laughs> we got hits ready to go. I got a, I got a good I got a good 25 or 30 of them sitting there. I can pick I can, I can put an album together tonight. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I would have all I would have to do is like, you know, dust it off here and there, cut a couple new vocals in and and we done. Like I mm. mean, I could if if they said we want to put a, a record out and put a whole album out next month, I Trust me, it's, it's done. They don't even have to really come to the studio much to do it. Mm. Columbia Records, but. if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Warren Campbell got records. Records. <laughs> records. But in the meantime, we got a new Erica Campbell album coming out hey. uh, shortly. And uh, it's so far. See, here's the thing. The energy that I put in the Mary Mary, I reserved for Mary Mary. So when I did the last Erica Campbell, the first Erica album, mm. which was a great album, you know, Phil Phil did it with me. Phil, like, put his foot into the marketing yeah, man. and really yeah. killed it. Thank you, brother. And so, like. No man, you smashed that joint, man. Like she was everywhere. She was everywhere. And uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, Grammys, freaking eight million Stella Awards, and she just it just really set her up. But I, I I held back because I was state I was saving a bunch of stuff, all the special stuff for Mary Mary, even though the album was great on Erica. But this one, I'm like, yeah, the the gloves got to come off. I'm like, I'm not holding this beat and that song and that idea for Mary Mary. It's God going to Erica right now. So all that she's getting all the energy. Uh oh, getting all the gas. Uh oh, you know what that means? That means there's some fire coming. We sound crazy. crazy. I love God. You love God. What's wrong with you? I love God. You love God. What's wrong with you? Yo, yo, Warren. I I got one more request before you go. You uh, we. We all lost somebody really special to us uh, last year in, in uh, Big Shiz. And I, I just want you yeah. to give our listeners a funny story about one of the most awesome guys that we've all encountered in the music business. Yes, please. Well, man, it ain't a funny story. Okay. But it's a very important story, man. I can take it. I How Shiz, this is, and this is the kind of guy he is. So, um, I, don't, you've, I don't know if you've been there... To the to the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So there was a, a time I wanted to sell it because I was tired of driving that far. I was going to buy another spot somewhere else, but I had to sell my spot. Couldn't sell it for what I wanted to sell it for. So I said, "Man, I'm just going to sit on it. I'm trying to find somebody." She is just like, "Yo, I got an idea. Got an idea. Meet me at the studio tomorrow at three o'clock." And I so I go to the studio and he. He brings this guy that I've never met before. I've heard of the guy, but I've never met him. We, and he introduces, we, we talked, hit it off. That guy ended up leasing my studio for me for a bunch of money. And 
goes in and he actually made renovations into the studio and, and like really built it up, really tricked it out. And then when they were done with the lease, I was able to sell it for what I wanted to sell it for. And I said, shiz, man, I wanted to give him some money. I'm like, yo, you take this. He's like, no, 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 no. Don't give it to me. Give it to the other guy. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I said, "Are you are you sure?" He was like, "No, I'm dead. like for real. Like that's get that to him." Man. Wow. And I said, "Wow, man, that's that's the kind of heart he had, man. He didn't even want anything." And, and Shiz had a room there, you know, in the studio as well. So I was I was able to see him every day, man, for three years straight, every single day. And we did some records. We did my wife's uh, "I Love God" record, the mm-hmm. all of my the all of my life record that uh, she put out I mean, from with me and her. And a bunch of other ones that we haven't heard yet. Just being able to spend that those three years with Shiz pretty much every single day, man, it was it was great because we were already boys, but we hadn't been in 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 the in a position to, to be around each other like that because he he was on the you know in another camp with with with, with RJ mm-hmm. uh, in Jersey, you know, the early two thousands and late nineties and stuff like that. So mm. for us to be able to come together like that, man, and I mean, I'm gonna miss that dude. I think about him literally. At least three times every every day, man. Same, man. Every, every, every single day. day. Yeah, that, that that was my guy. He'll always be my guy, man. Hey, man, we appreciate you carving out time to talk with us, man. Thank you for all the stories. You always welcome when you're here in Nashville, man. Come hang with your brothers, man. Please, yeah. man. Listen, soon as soon as it dry up out there, I heard it's a, it's, it's hot out there down south, man. I, I get listen. I have to get on the plane when this Rona clear up. I'm right, this Rona clear up. Yeah, yes, man. <laughs> yes, sir. But stay safe. I appreciate y'all, brother. Stay yes, safe, stay healthy, uh, and the same for the, the entire family. We love you, man. Man, love you guys, brother. Appreciate you, man. Thank All you, right, bro. Buddy. Right. Lava! <laughs> <laughs> Crazy! If anybody samples that, you owe Timon Bacon right. a lot publishing. Of publishing. <laughs> Listen, you know run, what time it run is. Run me my money. <laughs> <laughs> you know what time it is when you hear us talk about the Esterol. Esterol. Black Excellence Award. The Irby, if you will. Yes, sir. And the song you heard is from her her, her beautiful album, The Garden of My Mind. Uh, Timon put us on, and we've we've been we've been different ever since. Courtesy yeah. of Savoy, courtesy records. of Savoy Records, Savoy Records. <laughs> Are they giving out Cadillacs over there? <laughs> they might still be. They might still be giving out. I Cadillacs. hope not. But the whole point of it is that, especially now, we are honoring black artists, black leaders, black musicians, black actors, black whatever that have done amazing things that might not get the typical love awards, TV time. Um, media coverage. So we're talking about we're talking about the people that have inspired us, and we want to honor. So with that being said, let us do what we do best: go around and nominate somebody for the Irby Award this week. Who wants to go first? Uh, I go first. I'm, I got a wild card this week. Mm. He's our frat brother, Timon. Okay. He's an entrepreneur. Uh-huh. Black billionaire. Okay. Founder of BET. His name uh, is Robert L. Johnson. Yes, sir. Mm. Bob Johnson, I call him. Robert L. Johnson, but Bob Johnson, founder of BET. He's got the uh, UMC Urban uh, Movie Channel right now. That's my nomination. Fillionaire. 1911 was the year that came out. Yo, yo to the bruh. Yo to the bruh. The Urban, Urban Movie Network is actually pretty awesome. Yeah. Bob Johnson is my nomination. I watch it often. It's a good nomination. This young man, I've been listening to his entire catalog like the last couple weeks. I've even ordered some of his stuff on vinyl. Like that's just how knee deep in his catalog I am right now. Um, I'm gonna nominate Joe, the R&B singer Joe. Mm. Joe Thomas. I thought you were gonna say Joe Torrey. Oh no. (laughs) I thought you were gonna say Joe Jackson. No, the Joe Thomas. Joe, no, Joe is incredible. Incredible singer. Yeah. And still sounds like that. Still, still sounds the same. Still sounds the same. Joe's actually one of my favorite R&B singers, and I like I've never really met him. Mm. But Lord, that man can sing, dude. Like he can really sing. 
from Use Your Heart on SWV's album to Angel in Disguise yeah. to And I Love You Baby. Yeah, yeah, this dude Joe is man. And yeah. I Love You Baby. Man, yeah. and all his singles, I mean, uh uh, uh things your man won't do. Mm. Come on, man. Like I feel you. Good nomination. That's a great nomination. Much better than Brian McKnight. Yes. <laughs> I I mean, I agree. So there's that. I'm with you this time, Phil. <laughs> you have support. <laughs> um, I'm going to nominate someone that I think is well-known, but doesn't really get enough love. So when we talk about divas and stuff, I feel like it goes like Aretha and Gladys and, and Patty, then it skips up to Whitney Houston and, every, and Mariah carrying them. And the other day, Chuck and I were filming something special at the workshop here, and we were playing Shaka Khan. Mm. Mm. She, she definitely has some some awards. She definitely is known to many, but I still feel like she hasn't fully gotten her flowers. She hasn't. She really hasn't. My first she that hasn't. was my first forty five as a kid. I feel for you. You know what I'm saying? And, and that imprints. Her voice is actually an instrument. It's like which I I really got put onto the Chaka Khan when I went to Berkeley. Um, uh, and there's I, our Berkeley moment in the show. Shut, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I, I used to listen to her all the time and listen to. Her, the vocal range, her voice almost sounds like trumpets. Yes, in certain ways, and I just think she's super duper dope, man. She is incredible. She and to hear her sing jazz music, that's my favorite. To hear Chaka Khan stand and flat foot sing a jazz record, like my funny Valentine from yeah, yeah, Hell, yeah. and then there's a there's a record she was on with like Chick Corea and all of them back in the day called Echoes of an Era, which mm -hmm. is like if you've Ooh, never listened yes, to that, man. that album. Find it on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your music, and just like sit and just sit with that record. It's amazing. One, yeah. of, my, one of my favorite songs, but it's not even a big one. This is one song called "Love Me Still." Yeah. Mm. yeah, she's not even willing on it. It's just the most heartfelt ballad I've ever heard. So yeah, Shaka Khan is my nomination. Woo, man. incredible. So Chuck, who you got this week? You know, I was uh, I was in the studio and I, I was. I, I felt like I needed to listen to a little gospel music, so I, I put on my good friend Donald Lawrence. Mm. Bless, bless me indeed, and I just I got my life yeah in order. Bless me indeed. Wow. And so I want to nominate all of our good friend uh, Donald Lawrence. Amazing. No, I, no, I, Donald. I was texting with him this morning. He's been working with one of our artists, and he sent me a rough. It's just such a level of excellence, excellence, man. man. Yeah, yeah, he is that. Yeah, I mean, and the song has been getting me through through the season. Chuck, speaking of Donald's song, he had called Giants. I remember mm -hmm. Giants. Yeah. I Giants. Know Gi that yes. has been yes, man. Giants has gotten me through twenty twenty. I'll just leave it there. I yeah. love that Donald. Yeah. Donald is the right, that's not that's the right Donald to listen to in this time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, man. There's some other crazy Donalds out there, but listen to Donald Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, Donald Lawrence. Even his Goshen album, when you think about what he's talking about, it yes, came out yeah. two years ago, yeah. Grammy-nominated release, but it's so relevant right now. Yeah. So right now. It was so ahead of its time. Yeah. So ahead of its time. Yeah. It's, it's educational. Yes. But it's so deeply spiritual. Oh, man. That's a good one. Yeah, this, is got, all, this is tough. This tough. is tough. I, we need to get just four Esther Rolls this week. This is tough. <laughs> Lord. Wow. Yeah. So just to recap, we've got Bob Johnson, Joe Thomas, Shaka Khan, and Donald Lawrence. Oh, Ooh. Lord. Ooh, that's hard. All right. What were y'all thinking? <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Well, so there's, there's a lot of We might as well through. go and say it like you can only vote for one. You only vote for one? Yeah. Oof. All right. Man, uh, okay, all right, all right, all right. It's right. so hard. Like, we, I'm sure okay. we want to raise our hands all right, for all, right. all four of them. So we can only vote for one. We can only vote for one. Damn. Yeah. So, so, so think carefully now. Think carefully about what you do. All right. Uh, first up, we got Bob Johnson, Robert L. Johnson, founder of BET. Wow, no hands raised. No, no, Actually, one, not Timon. one has raised. Oh, Timon? Timon. Oh, Timon, Timon. Timon has raised. Timon. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'll tell you why I have my hands hand raised. Because Bob Johnson, I feel like I always consider Video Soul as one of the reasons why I even wanted a career in music. Mm. And because of Bob Johnson, we got Video Soul. So I had to raise my hand for him. That's fair now, enough. Now I'm actually going to raise my hand. Here I am. I'm too. Not because he's fried, but because I've done a lot of shows for various networks. But when I sold the show to BET, to Timon's point, what I grew up watching, I felt like I made it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Gotcha. So okay. it just, and to see someone who looks like me mm -hmm. create a business, 
and become a billionaire in the process and super successful and launch so many careers. Mm. Yeah. Bob Johnson, two hands raised for Robert L. Johnson. For those of y'all yeah. listening out there, beyond what we're saying here, go do that research. Look, look, like Google Bob Johnson and know what, what we've accomplished out here. Because yeah. there's a lot of things that they're not telling you that we do and we're doing them great. So that's, that's a, I, I, I'll give y'all that. All right, next up, Joe Thomas, the legend, R&B great, R&B king. Okay, there's no hands for Joe. This sucks. This it's, sucks, and, man. And Joe deserves it, too. So we got to. And then you got uh, up next, Queen Shaka Khan. Ooh. Oh, that hurts. God. We got to come back to Shaka. Oh, uh, we got. And then last but certainly not least, oh, Donald Lawrence. So we still got a tie. We still got a tie. Whoa. <laughs> that did nothing. That <laughs> one for one solved nothing. <laughs> All right. So, so it's between. Bob Johnson and Donald Lawrence? Yes, between the two. All right. This is tough. Damn, damn, guys. This is tough. We can't just give them the ball. <laughs> we yeah, did it last, last week. Last time. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I mean, listen. It's a tie. Y'all being indecisive. Right. <laughs> that ain't, that we ain't, suck. That ain't the premise of the game. No, <laughs> it's, it's totally not. All right, you want to let's Grammys, when There's been ties with the Grammys. Yeah. There's been ties at, at BET and other prestigious award shows and Oscars. There's been ties. So I just want to put that on the record. But I get y'all NAACP ass niggas who want to <laughs> you know, make a decision on one. Black, we supposed to be uniting, not dividing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm with you tomorrow. We, we, we can decide. I'm okay, down. Let's do I'm it. Down. Let's vote. All right, let's do it. So we got a tie between Bob Johnson and Donald Lawrence. Yes. First up, again, Mr. Bob Johnson. <laughs> I'm going to get to Bob Johnson. Oh, Bob Johnson wins. Bob Johnson wins. We got three hands for Bob. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it to Bob Johnson. I, 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 I'm, I'm the swing vote, if you will. <laughs> I'll send this episode to um, Donald Lawrence when, when, it's, when it's all edited. And let him, and let, and let I'm him tag know. him in, every, in all the posts. And let him know how So he feel. can see who his real friends are. <laughs> we love Donald we Lawrence. We love you, Donald. We, we got to get him on the, on the podcast, too. He's not going to want to come on the podcast yeah. now. <laughs> Congratulations, Bob Johnson, this week's recipient of the Esther Roll Black Excellence Award. Oh, Here Lord. we sound crazy. Shout out to Bob Johnson. Bob Johnson. <gasps> we sound crazy. So what are we going out on, fellas? Mm. Fellers. Fellers. <laughs> can I can I make a suggestion? While we were waiting for Phil, because just so we can remind everyone, Phil was late. Yeah. Phil was Diana Ross late. Wow. We, don't look me, don't make eye contact. And you address me as Mr. Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> You see what happens? You see what happens? Coronavirus has created some monsters out here. But me, Chuck, and Timon were just talking about music. And I don't know what, how it got to this, but Chuck brought up this Regina Bell song. Yeah. One of the, one of the things my father left behind when he left me when I was nine. <laughs> Wait. One of the things my father left behind when he left me when I was nine. Why was it a country, country lyric? That's a lyric right there. No, shout out to my dad. But anyway... Uh, yeah, this it was this cassette tape of Regina Bell, "Baby Come to Me," and it had the the instrumental on the other side, and I just I popped that tape because it was so so good. I would fall asleep to the wonderful sounds of Regina Bell. It's a single. In the spirit of making everyone feel a little better in this troubled time, let's play let's let's play let's go out with some feel good, shall we? Yeah, Regina I love Bell. that. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, Another week. We out of here, bro. We like, out of here. Yo, shout out to our producer, Guru, man. We appreciate you for holding us down. Woo. Make sure you follow us on all socials at We Sound Crazy Podcast. Yes, we want to hear from you. Yes, and we are going out with not Olita Adams this week. <laughs> Sorry, Timon. Sorry, Timon. Sorry, Timon. But in the, spirit, in the spirit of everyone needing a pick-me-up and a smile, let's go out with some feel-good for the people. Yeah. yeah. So this, this, this Regina Bell that Chuck speaks of, let's do that. The illustrious... Miss Regina Bell. Until next time, y'all. Vibe out. Vibe out.